The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Open Door, Ascended Master online radio brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. Welcome back, Terry. Hey, it's good to be back. Terry was gone last week. He was at a knitting bee or someplace. (laughs) I was. Bungee jumping, wasn't it? I was bungee jumping from the clouds. Oh, golly. Well, glad to have you back. Thank you. We are also joined today by two uh, studio guests, Dominique and Ian, who are both under 30, which brings the uh, studio's average age down to about 60, I think. (laughs) Anyway, we're glad to have him here. Today's topic is living with spirit, what it means to be part of a spiritual community. And I think we should probably begin by perhaps giving an overview of community, uh, because we know that communities can be as small as a family, uh, maybe larger to a neighborhood, maybe to a club or a clan, Mm -hmm. to a village, to a town, to a city, to a state, to a country, etc., etc. We all live in a cascading series of communities. But in this context, we're talking about a spiritual community and what ties the spiritual community together, most often, belief. Yeah. Yeah. Fraternities, sororities, there there you go. Common interests and goals and like the different clubs, Toastmaster, Rotary. You know, I mean, those are... Yeah. So in this case, we're talking about spiritual communities and in particular, the Summit Lighthouse is a spiritual global community. And the reason we asked Dominique and Ian to join us is because they represent the new wave, if you will, of community members who have come into their full-fledged spiritual adulthood and uh, are going to be seizing the torch at some point from people like Terry and myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can't happen soon enough, folks. So (laughs) We'll take all the time we can get. Please do. Well, so let's get started. What would you say in your own terms is the focus, the real focus of this particular community of the Holy Spirit? Well, just thanks first for bringing us on today. Sure. But, you know, I think the focus, uh, as with anything, is it's it's something that we've all found to be really special in our lives. And I know for me, it's this, this community uh, brings, to some, brings something to my world that I just know I'm so much better with than I am without. Cool. And coming here, you know, we all see that same value in this path and in the teachings. And so we really just bring this into a big part of our lives and we start living it this way and it it's we all have that focus while we're here. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, Dominique. Mm-hmm. I certainly agree. And I think there's there's moments on especially when you are on your spiritual path where it's easy to kind of get the idea that um you know, I'm an island and I can do this on my own. <laughs> and we get to a point where you just realize sometimes you you've got to be around other people and you're going to get to a point where 
you need support and you need to be able to bounce ideas off of others. And you don't even realize sometimes when you are in that community, you know, you don't even know who you're going to run into or where you're going to get that, that insight from. But when you put yourself in the right environment, you're going to be able to just develop and grow so much more than I think you can necessarily when you're completely, you know, off on your own. Yeah, let me ask you both something. I, I'm not sure about this, but I believe you were both basically born into the teachings, or at least you were very young when you were introduced to them. Is that correct? Yeah, I was born into the teachings, and I'm sure, Dominique, you were too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. A spiritual community or any intentional community, you really have to have something inside of you where you choose it yourself. You have to make it your own. It's not like uh, growing up in a town where you're, you're a part of the community just by being there. And while that is the case, you're just a part of the community based mm-hmm. on, you know, family and friends. You know, it's really, you really have to make the choice to make it your own and really, and really give yourself to the community in a sense. Yeah, and you're not expected to accept these blindly. I mean, I, I'm sure that in the course of growing up, you probably had opportunity to test whether these teachings really were a fit for you. Absolutely. Certainly. Certainly. Yeah, I agree with what you were saying, Ian. It's interesting. You you take it for granted. You're growing up and you're given all this beautiful insight and all these teachings. And, you know, when you're a child, you don't really fully understand what you're being given. Mm -hmm. And so seeing as an adult, when you do get to that point where you make the path your own, it's, it's very powerful to understand as an adult, what the difference is where you actually kind of claim it and you say, wow, this is real. And Mm -hmm. then you, you know, you start to develop your own momentum without, you know, having your parents necessarily supporting that so much. And you really, you really feel the change at that point. You know, many people, I know you know this, many people who have become a part of this community, this uh, Summit Lighthouse community, came to it from pathways other than the ones that you followed. In my own case, for example, I was born and raised Catholic, studied to be a priest, and then went from that into Buddhism, went into meditation, all kinds of different things before the sense of this really kind of gelled for me and I could see what it what it had. And I could maybe reflecting what you just said, Ian, what you, you know, basically um, agreed with, uh, Dominique, is that we find in these teachings something that is true intrinsically. We know it. We don't have to necessarily be able to even explain it. We simply feel it. We know it in our heart and our soul. So what ties the communities together, whether we've come into it from whatever path we followed or if we were born into it, ultimately it survives the test. And the test is, is this true? Is this real? Is this a reality that I can subscribe to for my life and perhaps for many, many lifetimes past? You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. It's huge. And it's, you know, that's, I think that's one of the most amazing things about being on the path. And it's just so much more, it's brought out so much more being in a community. It's just how real all these things are. And really, you know, people say it's a path of faith, but I would almost challenge that because every single day it's proven to you. It's sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's more real and more tangible and something you can touch and feel in your life more than you, than the wind or the, you know, Indeed. the clothes on your own back. So it's, it's really, it's proven to you every single day. Just about. Yeah. Anything you want to add, Jerry? Well, uh, you know, I'm similar to you. I mean, I I was raised, uh, there was a big gap in my life. I I was raised in the Episcopal Church, Mm -hmm. and then then I didn't go to church for 12 years. Someone called that Catholic light. (laughs) (laughs) Catholic light, that's right. It's the light brew. You know, no statues. But you have have female priests. 
Yeah, right? we didn't uh, when, not I was, then? when I was young. Yeah, Listen, the, we won't date ourselves. <laughs> but then, you know, I went through, uh, then I went through this long period. Of course, I was out, you know, I was beginning to entertain and work the nightclub circuit and, mm-hmm. and build a career and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And I didn't, I didn't feel like I had the time. But I think it was important that I didn't do anything for 12 years, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because when I was exposed to these teachings, it's like, whoa, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. this is what I'm looking for. And then I just kind of jumped in, you know. I, I, I don't know that I jumped in the deep end. I jumped somewhere in the middle, not the shallow end, because I was ready. You know, this is something that a lot of people um, talk about, and I have shared this story of mine with others, as you just did, too. I was exposed to these teachings in 1969, and I didn't choose to embrace them until 1995. It took 26 years of pride, basically, to overcome the fact that I was, you said this earlier, Dominique, that's okay, God. I can do it on my own. Right. I'll call you when I need you. <laughs> you know, and that kind of arrogance is not uncommon. <laughs> but from my own personal, you know, spiritual pathway, it was quite an eye-opening and humbling um, revelation to go, oh, my gosh. I've had this gift in my lap all this time, and I didn't take advantage of it. Right. I wasn't ready. Uh, Simply right. speaking, I was not ready. And God, in his mercy, said, I'm not going to give you too much too soon. Because he could tell that I might just go running the other way. So part of this community and the longevity of the community comes about because everybody goes through testing. Not just once, but continuous testing. And as we move through this initiatic ladder, if you will, of the um, teachings that we have known um, back since birth in some cases, but as adults in my case, I never want to let it go because when it really resonated, when it finally rang that bell in in my soul... There was no going back. No. There's a saying, uh, I think it was in Climb the Highest Mountain. Yeah, may, perhaps this is biblical, but it is uh, sweet on the tongue, bitter in the belly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I began to interpret that as I was so hungry for this te- teachings. I was so hungry for the truth that it was sweet on the tongue. But once I had ingested it, once I had made it part of my consciousness, I couldn't unknow what I knew. Right. So suddenly the bitter in the belly part was, oh my gosh, now I've got to live this right. or else reject it altogether, which I choose not to do. Right. So in the, in, in the embracing of the, these teachings, as you said, Ian, it's every day. It's every hour. You do it constantly because that's your choice. And you don't turn back or you don't look back unless you decide to go into a tuck. Right. And I don't think we're going to do that. It's amazing. It's, it, you make me think of how many different walks of life people are coming from. And you, you get to know people and you hear their stories and how they found the teachings or what their backgrounds are. And they're so varied and they're so unique. <laughs> but the beauty is every single person, is there's that oneness and that connectedness that is so effortless despite what our backgrounds are, despite how many years we've been walking our path. And you can still connect with each other's heart no matter what the age, no matter what, no matter what your background is. And it's just it's one of my favorite things is to, to realize how we have to look past the outer appearance because right there, it's the exact same thing. No matter what we had to go through to get to where we are now, you know, ultimately we're, we're on the same, we're on the same track and we're all going to, we're all working towards the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've all, we've all proved it ourselves and it's just a testament to that. Well, amen. And you mentioned oneness, um, which is a nice cue and a couple minutes, we're going to be playing um, a interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet from her, fabulous inner perspective series and this one is called the aura of oneness and this has to do with the very central component of our spiritual community which is recognition of the fact that we are all one mm-hmm. now this is not something that we own 
by ourselves. Obviously, there are many other religious organizations and spiritual disciplines that talk about oneness. But any community revolves around a certain central core of beliefs. And in this case, one of those beliefs is the oneness of God, the oneness of the universal Christ, the oneness of our connection to this higher self that we always admonish people to awaken to. Awakening to the light within is awakening to the oneness of life, capital L, the oneness of God. So in a few minutes, we'll play this. And uh, please pay attention because it's a remarkable interview. And in the middle of that interview, she does talk about the mystical body of God on earth, which is us, folks. Yep. And our oneness is inviolate, but we have to tune into it. We have to open our eyes to it. We have to become aware of it. It's not simply something that somebody hands to us. We go, oh, thanks. Got it. Yeah. You know, it's something that is is put on daily. And it's not a spectator sport, you know? <laughs> no, it's not. We, we're involved. <laughs> we are Everybody involved. down out of the bleachers. And thank yeah. God we have cheerleaders. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And coaches. Well, and coaches, mentors, trainers, yes, indeed. Well, thank you, because the Ascended Masters are the way showers. They're the ones that show us, we did it. We know what you're going through. We've been there, done that. Here's how you get out of it. That, that's right. the beauty of it, knowing that they've been through these very, these very simple things that we seem to find oh. uh, stones in our way, you know, from a day-to-day. Right. You know, and there's another thing. Uh, this reminds me of the fact that a large part of the belief system through the Ascended Masters is hierarchy. Mm. Here we are in the earth plane, the footstool kingdom. Right doing the best we can to ascend, to go into the immortal state, join the ascended masters, who don't stop growing at that point. They are constantly transcending themselves. So here we have this community on earth, which is the doorway, the open door, to the next level of consciousness, cosmic consciousness. So we are on a pathway that doesn't simply stop with the ascension. It continues on way past that. But we are already now, in this moment, part of the spiritual hierarchy of the Ascended Masters. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to remind ourselves that despite the moments when we are going through our tests, our trials and tribulations, right, they have, like you were saying, Terry, they've been, they've been here, some of them not very long ago. You know, we have that at our, right. our Ascension Wall. They, they were walking just where we are in our footsteps, and they made it. And they tell us, you know, the veil is not, is not as thick as we think it is sometimes. And they're really holding our hands. They're walking, they're walking through it with us. And it's just it's a great reminder. Well, and thank you for that because we are all one, as I said. And we're about to take a break, a short break. We hope you will stay with us because when we return, we will listen to that interview by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the aura of oneness. Don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org 
slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Thank you all for staying with us. Welcome back to The Open Door. In uh, just a moment, we're going to play an interview by Elizabeth Clare Prophet titled The Aura of Oneness. And this magnifies the point we made at the beginning of the show that we are all one. We are the mystical body of God on earth, and we need to know each other. It's part of what community does. It's a way of getting ourselves connected to like-minded souls. So without any further ado, here is that interview. And our, our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. Where do we begin today? Well, Doug, let's begin at the beginning. Let's visualize the threefold flame expanding from within our heart. The blue plume of the Father and God's power to the left. The yellow plume of the Son and God's wisdom in the center. And the pink plume of the Holy Spirit, God's love to our right. This threefold flame of the Trinity is visualized by the mind's eye, by the soul, and in our devotion then, we are seated comfortably, we visualize the drawing of a magnetic sphere of white light around the flame, it expands as a great sphere of our cosmic consciousness. We visualize ourselves seated in this sphere of white light, and as we are set now in the seat of authority, In the great three-in-one, the throne of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we give the decree of beloved Kuthumi. I am light, glowing light, radiating light, intensified light. God consumes my darkness, transmuting it into light. This day I am a focus of the central sun. Flowing through me is a crystal river, A living fountain of light that can never be qualified by human thought and feeling. I am an outpost of the divine. Such darkness as has used me is swallowed up by the mighty river of light which I am. I am, I am, I am light. I live, I live, I live in light. I am light's fullest dimension. I am light's purest intention. I am light. Light, light, flooding the world everywhere I move, blessing, strengthening, and conveying the purpose of the kingdom of heaven. Beloved sons and daughters of God, I invite you to join me in the meditation with Kuthumi, our own dear Saint Francis, our brother and devotee of Christ. We are one in the flame of God, and this flame is our joint airship with the great way-shower of our destiny. Jesus came to show us that as he expanded the light of the aura for the healing 
and the transformation of consciousness, we not only can, but must go and do likewise. I invite you to share in the understanding of yourself, of a son and a daughter of God, which John the Beloved, the disciple of Jesus, so close to our Master, has taught us. Being sons and daughters of God with Jesus, we then can call forth this light, and according to our faith in the God who lives within us, we can move the mountains of adversity in our life. This simple mantra will be the alchemy for change, such as you never believed or dreamed could have happened in your world. It is because the mantra is the word of God, and as you meditate upon the mantra and realize that God himself is the mantra, singing in your soul, coming forth with the authority of the Christ and the power of the everlasting word, this God within then who is the mantra, who is the speaking of the mantra, is also the fulfillment of that word, for he has said, My word shall not return unto me void, and therefore you feel God giving this mantra through you, and it is like he has dropped a portion of himself as a pebble in the pond of your being, and the ripples in concentric rings go forth from you, and when they reach the shore, they return to the center, and returning to the center is like the hearing of the echo of God, as his voice has gone forth from you, so it will return with that manifestation of fulfillment and that supreme joy of living on earth here and now in that great flame of the I am that I am which you are. I think sometimes people feel that a mystical understanding of Jesus Christ and of Gautama Buddha is beyond their ability. Perhaps they feel that they are not educated enough to understand. If you think that you are one of these, or perhaps you feel you do not have even the basic intelligence to understand God's laws, perish the thought because God lives in you and his mind is in you and it will open in answer to your prayer and by the action of your flowing with the great river of life, flowing with the stream of his consciousness by the giving of the word. You will find that studies of the human aura by Kuthumi are simply written, and perhaps the only stumbling block may be a word here or there which you can easily find in a dictionary and then proceed. Kuthumi was incarnated as St. Francis. He appeals to the simple folk, to the common people, to those of us who understand God innately, who do not have to be confused by complex theological doctrine and dogma, but simply by the basic awareness that God loves us, we are his children, and that he has placed within our soul the understanding of how we must return to him. Can you imagine that God would create us without that innate formula of understanding, of knowing the path back home? It's the Ascended Master's teachings that show us how to read what is already within, the law that is written in our heart. I do not suppose that I can teach you anything, but that I can only remind you of the great storehouse of truth that God has already placed within you. Come then, let us pray together. I call in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Kuthumi and all the saints of the heavenly hosts. 
to now go to each soul and to touch the heart of each listener who would be closer to God and closer to the reality of his own individualized I am presence. I call for the great light of understanding of the cosmic Christ, Lord Maitreya, of Jesus Christ and Kuthumi, the world teachers, of Gautama Buddha and all who are serving with the evolutions of earth for the advancement of consciousness. So, our beloved Heavenly Father, we know that whatsoever we ask in Jesus' name and according to thy will, it shall be fulfilled in this hour. Therefore, touch these hearts and let them know thy indwelling presence, and let that presence be for the healing of soul, mind, and body, and for the healing of the nations. In his name we accept the answer to our call this hour. Amen. A lot of our brothers and sisters don't feel this oneness that you talk about so often. Could you tell us more about it? It hurts me that those who are the body of God upon earth do not know one another, that we have been separated by those who have sought to come between our great love for one another and for God. Sons and daughters of God, His children, people of light everywhere, are one one by love, but also one by the mathematical formula. Things equal to the same thing are equal to each other. Every son and daughter of God upon earth has within his aura a certain charge of that Christ consciousness, of that oneness with Jesus and Gautama. Every son and daughter of God knows within inside of himself that he is the beloved of God. And yet from every side he is told the contrary. He is a miserable sinner. He is not able to raise himself up and approach the altar of the living God because he is a thing of shame. And then there is the problem of being alone, the lonely ones. It is my desire to provide the open door for that great friendship of all who understand the oneness of life, the heavenly hosts, and of all who have espoused the same cause, who understand that we were born and we came to earth to set the children of God free, to set the captives free, to draw all of our brothers and sisters out of the false theology, the false doctrine and dogma of the false Christs and false prophets who have come to divide us with their schemes of darkness and divide-and-conquer tactics. We find, then, that with the penetration of the great teachings of the Lord's hosts within our midst, it is as the morning mist disappears with the coming of the sun, and we feel this friendship, this liaison with ascended masters, heavenly hosts, saints who have gone on, loved ones, and we know that in every community, in every town and city upon earth, there are those who have this same calling to intensify the light of the aura, to expand the aura, to be step-down transformers for the consciousness of Elohim, and that God has placed us in every religion, in every church, in every way, in every government, to be that focal point, to meditate upon his law night and day, night and day, and therefore to transmit that law because we are all sending stations. We all are receivers and transmitters, like radio stations, and we are sending waves from the aura daily. Above all, let us now secure that promise with each other, 
that we will send to each other these radio waves of love and that we will thereby strengthen the body of God upon earth and our unity with the body of God in heaven. Being part of this mystical body of God, we can truly say, God is one, for we have become cells in that body and we experience the oneness of the person of God, the pure Son of God, of which we are all a part. And therefore, in this mystical awareness, we can truly understand there is only one Son of God, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, Christ the Lord, who lives within us all. We share, then, his table, his communion cup, and this is the great teaching, the true teaching of Christ, revealed through his servants, the ascended masters, and the messengers in this age. Thank you. Uh, thank you indeed. You know, that is our community focus, to strengthen the body of God upon earth and our unity with the body of God in heaven. Yes, it is. And on that note, let's take a short break. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back again. Uh, welcome to all of you who are just tuning in to The Open Door. And for those who started with us at the beginning, welcome back. Um, today we are talking about living with spirit, what it means to live in a spiritual community. And we are joined by two lovely young people who are part of our organization, the Summit Lighthouse, Ian and Dominique. Thanks again for being here with us. Well, thank you. And uh, Yeah, I um, mentioned before we went to the break that I was going to um, kind of maybe refocus our conversation a little bit in an area where it gets a little touchy. Um, We have been, and I'm speaking now to our listeners because we all know this, we have been at times the focus of some rather um, critical uh, views and perspectives 
perspectives um, based on the fact, in part, that our teachings run counter to Orthodox Christianity and, in many cases, counter to what would be considered Eastern Orthodoxy as well. One of the key points that we stress repeatedly on this show and in the teachings, of course, is the fact that Jesus was not the exception but the rule. He came to show us how we could acquire our sonship, our heirship to the universal Christ. And as he said, these things I do, so shall ye do and greater. So we wanted to maybe ask you both, and I'm hoping you have not had terrible experiences in here, but um, how does it feel to share beliefs in a, a body of teachings that do run counter to what would be considered by most orthodox belief? Um, you know, again, for example, that Jesus was an exception, and in our case, we believe he was the rule. And any other things that you've come across in your uh, communication with friends, you know, your peers, um, or anybody for that matter, anything you'd like to say? Mm-hmm. It makes me think, Tom, when I was growing up, you know, all you want to do is you want to fit in. You know, you want to be accepted. You want your friends to like you. And I remember growing up, and I, you know, I wanted to kind of hide the teachings. I didn't want anyone to know. I was just not a normal Christian person. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's fine. I, I don't want to be, you know, I didn't want to feel like a, you know, a fish in a fishbowl or anything. And the big change is when you do take ownership of your path, and now I'm looking back on that when I, as, as an adult who absolutely loves this path, and I realize that when you, a lot of that fear goes away because when you find truth, like you were saying, Tom, for mm-hmm. yourself, when you realize you've got something that's so true and so powerful and so real, you just want to share it with the world, and you've got this new confidence. And I have this confidence that I never had before about the teachings that I want to share it with people. Mm-hmm. I'll go do and I'll go to the outreach. I never would have considered that. Maybe as a teenager, <laughs> I just wanted to kind of hide and yeah. be, you know, not not express that to anyone. But now it's just I love it so much, and it's it's so real for me that I, I whether you like it or you hate it, you know, I'm you know I just I'm, I stand strong like I couldn't have done before. Yes, I hear that, Ian. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's really just. You know, once it becomes your own, it really changes what it's about. But you still have to kind of pay attention. And, you know, I kind of think you start with the heart and then then <laughs> you go from there. So, you know, sometimes people ask you what, you know, what your path is or they, you know, they ask something that, that you don't really know how they'd react if you just started talking about all the different teachings. So right. really what you do is you just share the essence of it. So, you know, maybe sometimes that's a simplified version or maybe sometimes it's just kindness and people see that. And, you know, without even asking, they're asking, who are you? Why are you this way? Why, you know, why do you live the life you do? Sure. And you, you, you kind of tell them with your heart. It doesn't have to be with ideas and words. And just by being kind and being present, you know, people really they really get the sense of what you're all about, even if they might not get the ideas. Well, and it does, I, I agree with you, it does come down in some cases to these very simple concepts like being kind, being gracious, being grateful, being loving. You know, the things that you would do as a good person anyway, but within the context of these teachings, you're doing something even greater because you're putting on, well, as we say, we're putting on the teachings. But what that really means is we're putting on the Christ, and I was uh, just found this remarkable uh, passage in a book that we recently published called Fire from Heaven. And I don't know if you've had a chance to look it over yet or not. It's, it's brand new. Mm-hmm. But one of the things in there that was, it was stunning to me. I looked at this line that said, we must be willing to lay down our lives for our friends. I've always thought that meant I'd be willing to go to the wall. I'd take a bullet, you know, in order to, to not deny my faith. And uh, Mrs. Prophet said, it's really not about that at all. It's about letting go of the human self, letting go of the ego, 
so that you can become an example of what a Christed being truly looks like. So that when you are living in your world, as you two are shining examples, by the way, of that, people look at you and go, I want some of what she has. Yeah. Or I want some of what he has. There's something about how you live, how you approach your life, the, the, le- the level of light and consciousness and gracefulness that you bring to it that people are automatically magnetized to. Mm-hmm. And I just find that remarkable because I think that people often overlook the fact that they are living examples of what they believe, whatever they believe. Mm-hmm. So here you two are, and thanks again for being here, living examples of what it means to follow a path. Not that you've gotten to the end, not that you've perfected it, but by simply committing yourself to it, you're on a track that is going to lead you ultimately mm-hmm. to immortality. Right. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so interesting because just like we heard in that last quote, or the last excerpt we played, you know, Elizabeth Prophet was saying that, you know, it's not, I'm not teaching you anything. I'm just helping you to realize what you already know. Yeah. And, you know, like you're <laughs> saying, it's laying down our life. So laying down the, the part of us that isn't really who we are so we can express the God inside of us. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what it's all about. It's not really, it's not becoming something else. It's like, it's, it's, it's bringing back to life what was. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the I think, um, definition of conversion is to turn back. You know, you can imagine having having been in the bliss of God at one time when you were first created, and then moving away, going into human density. And at some point, there's that conversion. You turn around, right. and here you are coming back again. I know. I think whether people admit it or not, too, whether they're criticizing you outwardly or not for your beliefs, deep down, you know, when we're you know alone, alone at night and our heads are on our pillows, we're all feeling the same thing. You know, there's that emptiness. If you're not living for something deeper, for something more real, these people who haven't quite, you know, claimed their path, whatever it may be, they know that there is more, and they might not be admitting it to you to your face, but they're yearning and they're longing for that conversion and for that return to, like you said, something that is ultimately what their soul knows is real. Yeah, we often refer to it as a soul hunger. L- let me ask you something. Um, what would you say, either one of you or both of you, to either young people or some of the older people, but uh, in particular the young people who have maybe been exposed to this path, Maybe when they were younger, they may have been born into it. They may have uh, been raised in it, but have decided to uh, leave this path and go into the world and are now wanting to return to it because they're sensing when they lay their head down on the pillow, like you say, they're sensing that there's something more. Is there something that they can plug into? Are there people they can contact? I mean, people, your peers, you know, what, what would you say to get these people back, so to speak, on board? Well, you know, I'd say, you know, reach out to one of us. I'd mm-hmm. be happy to mm-hmm. meet with anybody. But, you know, there's find people who are in a similar place as you, who are looking for something, who are looking to bring that spiritual thing back to their lives. You know, we're working on getting some online classes together so you can Great. you can really talk with people. And I'm always amazed whenever I, you know, I finally break down and I, I'll, I'll talk to someone online because, you know, it's like, it's this barrier for me. I'm like, well, you know, really, I'm typing. How how great, how enjoyable could typing be? And then, you know, you, you'd be surprised some of the people you meet, you oh, know, yeah. and there's people all over the world. But really just reaching out to someone who's in a similar place as you and, you know, come to one of our summer events too. That's a great, great way to meet people. Oh, they are great, aren't they? It is, and I think yeah. we we probably have information on tsl.org that you can follow. I think um, family and youth. There's the, um, gosh, we have teen retreats coming up this July. Um, our, our our annual Freedom Conference, Freedom 2014, 
is seize the torch, and that's going to include uh, teen retreat, uh, mm-hmm. young nights and retreat. ladies, young adult. I mean, there are so many ways that people can affiliate if they choose, and it doesn't require a lifetime commitment. It doesn't mm-hmm. require any special steps to take. If you're simply interested, you can find out more and follow the steps that are dictated by your heart. And it's yeah. not just like Sunday school. I mean, you guys do some amazing oh, things. Gosh. We've got the Yellowstone. You go up and down. We've got the heart we got mm-hmm. camping what are some of the activities uh, oh you know well we'll be building a we'll be doing some service up out in the national forest and we'll be you know we're going to be doing uh, all kinds of different spiritual activities we're going to be doing decreeing we're going to be doing different practices from the world religions you know meditation and mm-hmm. and you know sacred song and things like that mm-hmm. and you know a lot of we'll be learning a lot about cosmic law and some really really profound topics and it's just a really great experience you know we're 15 miles away from Yellowstone Park, so we're right, right in the middle of one of the most pristine, beautiful, oh. natural areas mm-hmm. in our country. We live in a postcard. I know. We, we know that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think apart from knowing that you can reach out to these people and you can sign up for events and you can make sure that you're aware that we can, you know, you can reach out and you can talk to people in the community. It's also these people who are kind of wanting to return back to something a little more real is, Use the simple tools that you do have. Be honest with your heart, you know. Even if it's just a small prayer every day, you know, if it's just talking to your mother and presence and Holy Christ self, if it's, it can be the simplest thing. But if you can do a little bit of that every day, it's amazing what God will do to work through you and to kind of give you some insight, some direction, and show you how you need to take the next step to finding what you're looking for. It's really amazing if what you do when you just attempt to center in your heart, to listen to who, to listen to what's going on you know, above you and within you and how much you can be directed and guided just by doing that, by being honest and sincere with yourself. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so true. You know, there's a quote that says, when you move, the universe moves with you. <laughs> exactly. And it's so true. Yeah. Once you figure out, you know, start to understand what's really going on in your heart and you just, you make a choice or you ask, you just ask the universe. It doesn't even have to be a person. You say, I'm ready for this. I'm ready yeah. to meet exactly. someone who's going to help me with this. I'm ready to get in contact with other people who mm-hmm. are on this path. You know, the whole universe is going to move to make that happen. Indeed. And it's um, the angels wait to be asked. Mm -hmm. The masters wait to be asked. I mean, if you knew how eager they were to help you to fulfill your divine plan, your divine blueprint, you'd be amazed. You go, what have I been waiting for? You know, because they're there. You know, you mentioned something that we often talk about here on the show, and that is that we invite people to try to, I shouldn't say try do some decrees for five minutes right. or ten minutes. And do, you know, I think Violet Flame is probably a good place to start. And if you don't know what that is, we've got books, we've got pocket guides. Um, Violet Flame to Heal Body, Mind, and Soul. That's available on Amazon. It's in our bookstore, tsl.org. If you just put in Violet Flame in the search bar, you're going to find a bunch of stuff that will right. help you. And here's one you're going to remember right now. I am a being of Violet Fire. I am the purity God desires. Just try it. Just say that over <laughs> and over If you gave that five minutes a day for a week, boy, right. or a month, your life, would you'd start to see some big I things happen. And, and, and we, we cannot overstate that. That's really true. And I remember yeah. the first time I started doing it, I came out of the bedroom where I was doing it, and my wife said, oh, it, there's light just pouring out of your eyes. And I went, really? Wow. That's oh my God, pretty so good. You know? I think yeah. Ian and I can both attest to this. Is one, we both have mentioned to each other, once we actually started getting our own personal decree momentum going, it's like that's when you see it as a science. You see it oh. as a reality. You see it as tangible. And we just, 
I mean, he's told me and I've told him, I just can't believe the changes that have occurred just in my mind and my consciousness, things that just almost seem supernatural. And that's when you say, okay, I can't turn back. I know too much. I love this too much. And all right, tell me what to do next, God. And you, you tap the power. Right. And you know it without a doubt because that power is evident in everything that you do from that point on. Mm-hmm. And from the momentum, on, you, yeah. very, very important point, momentum. You can't do this every Sunday. <laughs> you know, right. this is a daily practice. Whether you can fit in 10 minutes or two hours, just start someplace and see what kind of effect it has in your life. Right. You know, uh, we've, we're, we've got a little ways to go before a break, right? No. Okay. No, actually, I think we probably ought to take a break right now because uh, we're on a roll. I know. Yeah. We don't want to stop. I want to promote a book when we come back. Well, good. Make a note of that, Terry. Thank you. And and, uh, folks, please stay with us. Really loving this. I am, too. We'll be back in a couple minutes, so uh, don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Thank you for staying with us, everyone. We are back for our final segment. Uh, today we're talking about living with spirit, what it means to live in a spiritual community. And we're covering a lot of ground today with our guests, Dominique and Ian, and of course with our old friend, Terry. I mean, old in a good sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll take it that way. Um, for this final segment, I think I'd like to at least begin our focus on the um, power that, that a focused community has in doing good in the world. And um, before we launch into that with a question, I did come across a brief little story on the Internet about a guy in, I think, Ithaca, New York, um, who has taken to heart what it means to live with his faith and to act on it. And uh, he began by um, buying trailers, I think, I'm pretty sure that's what it was, small campers for homeless people. And he set those up behind his um, business in, I think it was, again, Ithaca, New York. I may be wrong, but it's somewhere back east. 
And he realized that as he did that, it simply was not enough. So then he began to raise money and go through all the bureaucratic snags and snarls of, you know, (laughs) regulations to begin building a community of very small little houses, um, again, for the homeless. And he's built six now as of, I think, at this point, he's been um, working pretty hard in getting those six done. And they're called Second Wind Cottages. And I just mentioned that to you because if you're interested, we have no affiliation with this group whatsoever. We only learned about them in the course of the last 24 hours. But you may be able to Google that and find out more about what this um, fine you know, Christian man is doing to act out his faith, to live his faith, as we all try to do. So on that, I'd like to segue to the question, which is, we are a small community. We are worldwide, but our membership is small. But yet we feel that we can make a difference. We have a saying in our church, which is one plus God is the majority. So we know that we're not alone. We know that we are not powerless. But we also recognize um, the reality of the fact that we are few in number. So I want to ask you both, do you feel that that makes a difference? Well, you know, like (laughs) you said, one plus God is a majority. And it really, it's something that you really see, you know, size isn't, it's not so much about the numbers as it is. It's about your personal relationship and with God and your personal connection to the divine. And that's, you know, that's what it's really all about. And I think, like we were saying earlier, so much of this path is such an experience that it's proven to you day after day after day. And I think especially when we use our, you know, our spiritual tools that we have, the science of the spoken word Mm -hmm. and decrees, you really, you can experience how much light and, and how much of an effect you are able to have on different things around the world you know ukraine for example we're seeing a lot of issues going on there and you can when you're giving these prayers and this spiritual work to help with this situation you really you really feel very tangibly the effect you're having and you you know that you're making a difference and so you know it's not so much about the numbers as it is your own connection do you ever equate fire with the intensity of your decrees oh definitely Boy, yeah, it's it's a fun thing to de- try to describe. It's kind of like you know taking yeah. a swimming in a pool full of fire, like cold fire or uh-huh. hot fire or something. It's 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 a it's a very interesting experience, right? And and it relate it relates to the sincerity of the heart. You know, if you've got a few people praying or decreeing, or just so on fire for God, and it's so intensely and purely what they want, and their motive is right, you can compare that with maybe thousands of people who are just kind of making the motions, who aren't necessarily mm-hmm. in it for the right reasons. And the smaller group is probably, they're creating tidal waves of light and they're really just, you're transforming a planet. And it's amazing. You look at spiritual figures in the past, you know, Gandhi or just saints, they've converted and they've transformed thousands and thousands of people who they've come into contact with. One soul with enough power and intensity has just transformed you know, countries, nations, the entire planet. It goes to show you it has very little to do with numbers in a sense if you have the purity of heart. Indeed. And, and, and you know, you mentioned, excuse me for sure. interrupting, but no. you mentioned science. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to kind of tack on to what you just both talked about. That's the science of multiplication, mm-hmm. where three are praying or decreeing, you have the power of nine. So mm-hmm. you have the multiplication factor. Four is mm-hmm. 16. You take mm-hmm. 100 people praying for Ukraine mm-hmm. and you get 10,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just want throw that in. No, that's, right. that's, that's a great point because we often refer to what we do as holding the balance. Yeah. Definitely. And a lot of times um, the, the fire that we create through the process of our decrees 
particularly in groups, because obviously with the magnification factor, it does really intensify it. We instantaneously touch hearts that are open to the truth, mm-hmm. that are open to the light, mm-hmm. that are open to receiving this flame. Right. And we can't know who they are. Mm-hmm. They're perhaps all the way around the world. Right. But yet there is no time or space. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the journey without distance. Mm-hmm. We are doing what we do right here and now, and whether it's in the remote you know, corner of Montana or in the center of Los Angeles, the same net effect is true. The multiplication of that energy is a beam. It's these laser-like beams, these needles of light that is going out and saturating the planet. Right. Who knows when that one beam is going to be the one that is the you know tips the scale. Right. Tips the scale, yep. That's so true. <laughs> I think an important part also is realizing that these things are happening. They're so real and they're, they're happening, but we have to a lot of the time push the dwell out of the way just because we can't see these, you know, astronomical changes and effects that we're having, just because we can't see it with our human eyes does mm-hmm. not mean that it is not going on. And a lot of it is push past that fear, that worry, that doubt of what am I, what am I actually doing? What effects am I having? You push it aside, you keep going, and when you have your moments when you're tuned with God, you really know that you're making a difference, you are changing a planet. Amen. And Terry, do you remember the story about... Um when Elizabeth Prophet was in, I think, Washington, D.C. or New York, they, they were decreeing. And there was a day where there was absolutely no crime reported at all in that city. Oh, oh my God. Do you know that one? <laughs> I, I don't remember that, well, was, but that might have been York, that, wasn't it? It was, it was New York? A, it was yeah. a day without crime. And, no you know, it, it was publicized all over. And I guess we had a dictation or That's something incredible. from one of the masters. And he said, you know, this is an example of what you can do with your spiritual work. Right. And it was, you know, it's, it's a pretty... Unbelievable occurrence. New York City, yeah. and there was oh, not yeah. one violent crime or and something And I think like the that. number oh, of people gosh. actually decreeing in that vigil was less than 100. Wow. It was, wow. It was not a huge amount of It was not a people. big number. So, mm-hmm. again, to illustrate the fact that right. there's power in the quality and that one plus God is a majority, mm-hmm. and we do hold the balance. Yeah. We're not alone. We do make a difference. Yeah. How we, many ways can we say it? And we visualize with exactly. our third eye. We visualize, exactly. indeed. We're, right, we're reminded sometimes of this, these momentums that we have in our causal bodies. You know, maybe they were momentums that we've got from, you know, a lifetime, a thousand, uh, 10,000 years ago. But when you clear some of your garbage out of the way and you bring down these momentums of invocation and that power, I mean, you just don't know how much attainment you've already got that you just have to get back in tune with. So you, you, yeah, you put it into the Word and you just, mm. it's like... Your entire world, your entire life is transformed and it's changed and you're changing everybody else around you too. Well, and I'll tell you um, something, Terry. Well, go ahead if you want well, to. Well, speaking of change, if yes. people want to change their aura, I, <laughs> yes, I, I, want, I want to right. push this because uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet mentioned it she in did. her excerpt. Um, our beloved uh, St. Francis, who is now the Ascended Master Kathumi, mm-hmm. has written a book called The Human Aura. Mm-hmm. Get that book. Yeah, and I think it's actually about part one and part two. They may be combined now. I believe so. I remember for sure. Yeah, so yeah. I want to, The Human Aura by mm-hmm. Kathumi. And you can mm-hmm. find that at tsl.org bookstore. Of course, Amazon, you can find it there as well. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say that, I mean, it truly uh, is an honor to share this platform, this community with you, with all of you. I mean, I, I taught, knowing what I've been through myself, knowing how challenging it can be from time to time, it is an honor to be with warriors who have withstood the temptations, who have made it through the, the, the refiner's fire. Not that we're done, but I just appreciate all of you. Terry, I mean, uh, Ian, Dominique, all the people who are part of this community, you are indispensable. You're priceless. And your work is, your treasures are laid up in heaven. 
It's reciprocated. Yeah, thank you. It's reciprocated, right? Every time we hear a story about, you know, maybe one of our brothers or sisters on the path is is what they've gone through and what they've overcome, their trials, their their initiations, it it propels us forward that much more to say, hey, I can do this. You know, this is not easy. And this is not a, you know, a simple, a fun and game kind of thing sometimes, but it's, it's very doable and it's so rewarding that there's, you know, it's like there's after a while, there's no other reason for, for living. You just want to keep on moving forward. Indeed. Well, and, and whatever comes, um, we often say, you know, you embrace it with gratitude and you give the glory to God. Yeah. God is the doer. Right. You know, we, we, are, we are his instruments, but God is the doer. Every thought, word, motive, and deed is, you know, basically uh, animated by God's energy. So anyway, on that note, I want to say thank you, uh, Ian. Thank you, Dominique, for being with us. I hope you can return. It has been an absolute pleasure. This hour has gone by. It's flown by. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Absolutely. I can't believe it's gone. I can't believe it's been an hour, right? Yeah, I can't well, well, thanks, Terry, and thanks, Tom. It's yeah. been a well, pleasure. Yeah, thank you, guys. You, you guys are the ones who are you know, seizing the torch. I just want to remind you of that. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do our best. Your, your, your best. How, how do people contact us, Tom? Yeah. Web radio at tsl.org? Yeah, in fact, if you've got um, a message, a concern, an issue, a question, send it to us. Web radio at tsl.org. Want to say hi to Ian or to Dominique? Go ahead and send us that email as well. Somebody's going to answer you, I promise. And in the meantime, <laughs> as we often say and we always mean, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. God bless you, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.